Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Happy to be joined by our friend Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. JR, how you doing this morning? Doing well, boys. How you guys doing? Doing well. So I want to bring you in on a conversation that we were just having. Last night, I was watching the Tampa Bay Lightning advance to the Eastern Conference Final. And look who it was, just as the Lightning decided to have that game-winning goal. Who was in front of the net? None other than Pat Maroon. And JR, my point in our last segment was how many times did we say to ourselves during this playoff run for the Blues, man, it'd be really nice to have somebody out there like Pat Maroon that would get in front of the net, that would have that personality that would lighten things up for the guys. Do you think Doug Armstrong would give any consideration to bringing back Maroon next year after seeing what he's done for the Lightning once again this postseason? I think maybe some consideration but i i gotta back it up and i did hear the conversation so i do have the context here of what you guys are talking about a, a couple of things first of all i think it would have been pretty wise to hang on to pat maroon this past season one more year i think he had another year left and, and i do agree with riv and understand where doug armstrong is coming from you gotta let Blay and, and sanford and even Cairo and at some point get clem costin up here i just felt like keep the band together for the most part. Pat Maroon does so much for that room, and he is that type of player that the Blues didn't have. So just to back it up a little bit, you know, I think that if, had they made a stronger effort to hang on to him for one more year, I think that uh, that would have been wise. Having said that, they finished first in the West before the pause, so they were fine without him. They got their young guys some playing time. And if you look at this playoff, yeah, there were times that we said they didn't have a guy playing in front of the net. But even if you have Pat Maroon on that playoff roster, I don't know that they're going very far. So I think it's a little bit of a moot point. Now moving forward, uh, I think it only makes sense if they lose Tyler Bozak, and I don't know that they're going to be able to do that because, like uh, Ferrario said, you would move Sunquist to perhaps a third-line center, maybe Barbashev's your fourth-line center, and then maybe there's room for Pat Maroon as a fourth-line left winger. If Bozak doesn't move, I don't know how the jigsaw puzzle uh, would work. But to me, to, to round this up, is I think it's a situation where kind of this ship has sailed now. To me, it probably would have made sense this year, uh, but I don't know that it makes a ton of sense for next year. Jer, if they're not going to be able to move Tyler Bozak, then how do they find the money to bring back Alex Petrangelo? Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be the, the big question. And, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong talked about it, uh, what, a week ago, where he said if they can find common ground with Alex Petrangelo, then they're going to have to do a lot of moving around. But, I mean, if you're going to move Tyler Bozak, you're going to, you know, he's been a good player for you, but you're going to have to find a team that wants a guy making $5 million next year who doesn't provide you with much offense. And, you know, I, I realize that uh, – you know, he's a veteran with a Stanley Cup. He's a centerman. He can win you faceoffs. He can be a, a leader-type guy. Uh, but you're probably going to have to retain a million of that salary, uh, which you don't want to do if you're trying to get under the cap. 
you know, just to make that happen. So, uh, you know, I've been waiting for months and months and months to figure out how Doug Armstrong's going to move the money around to fit Alex Petrangelo. And we'll just have to see uh, if indeed that's the direction they go. How do they do it? There's only a couple options. Alan Steen, Bozak, somebody's going to have to go. Uh, I'm just trying to understand, comprehend what the market is for a, a $5 million bottom six guy who doesn't provide a lot of offense. JR, I'm going to take it in a different direction here right now. And one of the questions that has popped up probably since the season's been over, specifically because Alex Petrangelo is, is the hot topic, and we always default to Bozak, Steen, Allen. Where can we find the money for Petro? Do you think there's any market value at all out there with uh, maybe a market a Marco Scandella? And my point to that is looking at the left-handed shots coming up in Mikola, who's not a Scandella yet. I understand that. Perunovic is not proven yet. But you do have a pretty deep blue line if you can keep Alex Petrangelo and maybe someone like Marco Scandella with a great run that he did have with the Blues has improved his market. And we know, we both know that he was he was somebody who was sought after right when the Blues got him. Other teams were definitely interested. I, I suppose. I mean, it's definitely good to not stay on that track of Steen, Bozak, Allen, because, you know, a lot of times you think you can see the future with those things, and then Doug Armstrong or another GM will find another route to take and you know so let's listen to some other names Scandella is one of them but if if you had any consideration for that you don't sign him to the four-year contract I mean it's certainly uh, you you want to bring him back you sign him to a one or two-year deal you know if you want him uh, you're going to have to give him some term I understand that and that's how you're able to get him signed by giving him the four years but I just can't see a situation where one day you're willing to give the guy four years and, and make him part of the team and then you can quickly find, you know, a suitor to take on that four-year deal. You know, what's Scandella, late 20s, almost 30, so he'd be early 30s by the end of that contract. You know, I don't know that there's going to be a long list of teams with the cap not going up that, that are going to jump on that contract. You know, the other name that you hear is Jaden Schwartz, and he's got a uh, one year left on his deal, uh, $5.5 million or so. He's going to be due a raise. Are the Blues going to be able to afford that if they do bring Alex Petrangelo back? You know, he's another guy whose name we don't often hear in terms of you know, potential trade talks. And I'm not saying they're looking to move him or anything like that. But, you know, Scandella, Schwartz, um, there aren't many options for Doug Armstrong other than the ones that we, we keep harping on. And, and that's why, to me, this whole situation is so interesting. JR, as we jump through the lineup a little bit here, with some of the things going to have to, I guess, happen in the offseason, we got to look forward. And when I look forward, we're always talking about young players. We had, I just brought up Mikola and Perunovic. You know what? Mikola is a big, big defenseman who has tremendous upside to be a good defensive guy, takes out uh, time and space from the opposition. Perunovic has the opportunity to be a quarterback offensive defenseman, much like we see out of McCarr or Hughes. Those would be their comparables. However, uh, the bar is set high with those guys right now. But I want to move on to Austin Pagansky and Clem Costin. Both of these players, they're right there. They're right on the bubble. And I'm anxious to hear your opinion on one where they could fit in this lineup, and two, how far are they from actually making an impact and getting some real time in the NHL? Well, I think it's interesting. Those are a couple names that don't get mentioned too much. I like Austin Pagansky. Uh, he's a good four-checker, uh, plays the game the right way. He's just got to get the opportunity. And, and then 
obviously prove it, but he's just kind of right there, a fringe-type player who needs a chance. So is he going to get that chance when you have Barbashev, Sunquist, Steen in that fourth line where he would need to play? I just don't know that that's the situation. Um, with Clem Costin, obviously people have, have wanted, fans have wanted for a couple of years now for him to get a longer look than those four or five games that he got last year. Maybe next year uh, is that opportunity for him. I, I think the Tarasenko injury opens the door a bit for that. Doug Armstrong said himself the other day that they're not going to be able to go out and sign anybody. They don't have the cap room to replace a Vladimir Tarasenko. And the names that he mentioned included Jordan Cairo. So he's willing to give young guys a chance to play in that top six role. Um, you know, is he willing to give Clint Costin that chance? It remains to be seen. The game has just been a little too inconsistent for Clint. He's made progress. He's looking better. You know, the shots there, you know, he, he's been aggressive, but they just need to see it on a more regular basis. And, you know, he's still young. We, we can't forget that. So um, I think at some point next year, you're going to see him get a longer stretch of games. And game it's just going to be a matter of what he does with that stretch. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic here on Ribs and BK. Uh, JR, yesterday you had the report that Bill Armstrong is a candidate for the Panthers' vacant GM job. I wanted to ask you, first of all, from your understanding, how likely is it that he's going to be a legitimate finalist for this job? Like He's going to be one of the guys that is really under consideration. And second of all, what would the Blues be losing if Bill Armstrong does end up taking that vacant GM job with the, job with the Panthers? Yeah, it's a little hard situation to handicap for a couple of reasons. So many candidates have been mentioned, reported for this job. I listed, I think, 12 of them, and there were probably a couple that I, I left off there. I have heard that Bill Armstrong is a finalist, but as I said in the story, are we talking three finalists? Are we talking six finalists? We don't know what that list is. It's kind of quiet on, on how many are on that list. And so I believe because of the situation in Florida, you know, they haven't made the playoffs, but two times in the last uh, 18 years, they got knocked out of the qualifying this year. Their, their prospects are rated low. It's not a good situation in Florida right now. And what Bill Armstrong brings is he's played and coached at the American Hockey League level. He won a, a Calder Cup at uh, Providence when he was assistant coach there on Peter Laviolette's uh, staff. And then here with the Blues, look, he's been a scout since 2004, took Jarmo Kekalainen's job in 2010, and he's been a part of some very good draft picks when you look at uh, guys like Bennington and Pareko and Sammy Blay in the later rounds. So he, he's really done everything um, that he can do to make himself uh, a good candidate for this position. It's just all about getting that chance. And with so many people uh, candidates and, and so many uh, candidates that do have some experience. Uh, it's hard to handicap right now. What do the Blues lose is they lose a guy if he were to get the job uh, who's been a big part of building from the ground up. I just mentioned some of those draft picks that he's been a part of and uh, just a familiarity with the organization. Look, Doug Armstrong surrounds himself with good people and it's no coincidence that when Marty Brodeur left, Bill Armstrong was the guy that they tabbed as the assistant GM. Well, JR, we'll be paying attention to all your reporting on that over at The Athletic and on your Twitter, at J.P. Rutherford. We always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks for so much for hopping on with us today, man. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. You got it. That's Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN.